this is Samantha with Redefining Caregiving. Thanks so much for coming by today and listening to what I have to say. I hope what I say helps you in your journey um, as a caregiver or just as a parent. Uh, because, you know, there's so many different people who are going through the same thing you are in a different way because we're all in going through our own unique experience. But there's so many people and doing going through the same sort of um, struggles every day because there are, you know, millions of people caregiving. And there's a whole there's a whole process when you step up to be a caregiver and you start out not knowing for sure where to go, what to do. But you just feel driven because maybe no one else will stand up and do what needs to be done. Or maybe you love the person so much you wouldn't even think twice that you would be the person. But I wanted to point out that there's stages in caregiving and the starting spot for most things. People are like excited about starting new things. Um, but with caregiving, it's not that way. <laughs> it doesn't start out where you're feeling joy because you get to take care of someone who's in pain. It doesn't start out that way at all. But most things, like we're entering spring right now, and in the spring we always get excited about the new plants coming and the and the sun coming and all the new life that gives us hope because to get us through the winter months, and that would be the final stage. But um, basically, I want to focus on the beginning and the end today because I I was thinking about how when we start things we're supposed to be excited, you know, um, and there's a way to start caregiving and still feel excited. I mean, even if you just don't believe that, if you hear me out, you can feel better and have a more optimistic attitude about it, no matter what your circumstances are. You know, I always remember when I was when I was starting out with my mom taking care of her, I always thought, you know, how do I keep a good attitude through this? It's so stressful. And it was terrifying to watch my mom, who was my best friend and support, her mind just be taken over and her not being able to remember anything. And um, I thought, how am I going to do this? Well, what motivated me to stay positive was that I had already gone through my whole life kind of doing a lot of self-reflection uh, at the age of 24. I probably didn't do it before that even, but I was always a highly sensitive person and aware of myself. That was a huge motivator for myself. I was putting myself first. And then I thought, well, why, why else did I do it? I did it because my kids were there and they were living with us going through this and they were looking at me and I thought, they're looking at me like I looked at my parents to see how I'm gonna go through this whole terrible ordeal of losing my mom and my dad passed away and going through a divorce at the same time. Um, there was a lot going on that year, <laughs> let's just say a lot. And they were going through it with me and they were age six and eight. So they were super, super impressionable and they were already going through their own pain of losing um, two of their nanas and nana to Alzheimer's. And it was just like they didn't have any family except for me that was real solid for them. So that really got me motivated. And I'm just saying that to you because I would like you today to look at who you have in your life or maybe someone you know is watching you from afar. And maybe you don't even know who's watching you. Maybe it's just for you. Because you've gone your whole life already. You don't want to throw it out the window. You don't want to have this negative attitude because something bad is happening now. Um, you can have, you can go through the emotions. I'm not saying you shouldn't feel what you feel because we, we have to go through our emotions. But when we have something facing us that's painful like that, we have, we don't have a choice in having the pain, but we do have a choice in whether we suffer. And what I mean by that is, you know, you can't control the circumstances, but suffering is when you take it into your heart and it hurts. 
you you allow it to stay there you you nurture it you talk about it you focus on it and and sure you're going to want to do that at first because it's a shock but you don't want to stay in that for very long because then it just becomes a pattern and the momentum just keeps on going in that direction and i know because i did it i've done it before and it's not a momentum you want to start out with so that's why i'm talking about the starting of caregiving right now you can do some things like let's say you're just facing the fact that you have to be a caregiver for someone or you've been doing it for a while and you're a little stressed out not sure what to do or whether you like your life as a caregiver um the things that you could do right from the start are ask yourself a series of questions and i have the series of questions in my book and in my course that i'm creating but i'll give you a few right here one of those things is how do how do you feel about being a caregiver to that person? And I think what you should do is write it down in a, in a journal or on a piece of paper. Ask yourself these questions. How do I feel about caregiving? Uh, how do I feel about this person? Um, what are my skills in caregiving? What do I not know? What do I knew, do know? Um, how is this going to affect my family? How is it going to, if I go forward as a caregiver? How am I going to survive financially? How am I going to make it? So these are all questions that if you ask in the beginning, what, what that allows you to do is, you know, you have this uncertainty that you need to have certainty over because it, it has to do with your life and, and the life of someone else and maybe more, your family. So you have to have these questions answered before you move forward. If, now you can move forward with that, but if you want it to be where you have a positive experience and you don't get burned out and you, these questions will always be there. See, they'll always be there that's why they're there in the beginning because when you start caregiving it's a job it, it's a responsibility like any job and the job performance is based on what you're going to have to do and so you have to know what it is you're going to have to do so it, it's ridiculous to move forward as a caregiver right from the start without asking a ton of questions about like what kind of care are they going to need what is it going to look like in the future for their care who do i have now to help me there's so many questions that that's why i created the list because I, I, you don't always know what to ask unless you've been a caregiver, right? And I've been a caregiver for years uh, to my mom and, and hundreds of clients that I was also helping their families get through it. And so mediator, you know, so um, this is important. We don't want to take on a job unless we know what's expected of us because we could be getting in too deep. And with caregiving, it's very easy to fall into too deep. So when you start off, if you have a checklist, uh, you might be able to even Google this. I'd like to get this uh, list on my website soon so you can read it. But ask yourself all these questions, put them down, and then find the answers. Get answers to every single one of those questions so that you know what you're going into. Now, what that does is it allows you to feel certain, certain about your next step. And that's where people get all frustrated. They don't know what to do next. They don't know where to go. Where do I get my resources? So when you can't answer those questions for yourself, go find the answers on the internet. Ask people who have been caregivers or who are caregiving. There's Everything you need to know is out there. You just need to find it because what that's gonna do is give you a sense of certainty. And that is exciting. That That's where you start caregiving, feeling empowered. You don't feel like you're a victim. You're not, you're not gonna feel as stuck. And so that is the key. If I could just get everyone to know this is what you need to do. Even if you're in the midst of caring for someone, you need to take time out of your day and uh, take a week or whatever it takes for you to get the answers to those questions before you move forward, okay? Because 
the person who's relying on you for care, they really need you to be consistent because their life has also been flipped upside down. They're in an entirely different state of emotions based on the fact that they suddenly need to depend on someone else for their care. And that is a whole nother podcast right there. And because I've been on both sides of it and I've seen it, I would love to share that later with you. But try to be considerate of the fact that they need you to be consistent. If nothing else, just knowing that you're going to stick around and that later you're not going to be like, oh, I didn't make that list and now I don't even know why I'm doing this and I don't know why I feel this way and I'm feeling frustrated. And they, they go through that whole roller coaster with you so you can save you and them a lot of heartache by just getting through that list of questions. And starting caregiving can be the most, re well, caregiving is definitely a very rewarding thing to go through. Uh, you don't always know that when you're in it, but you do get it later. You will always get it later because one of the things about caregiving isn't just starting. Okay. There's a whole process in between that teaches you so much and it, and it also shapes you and molds you. And you need to ask yourself why you're going through it. The, what I did is I asked myself, what is it I'm supposed to be learning here? Like, why would I be going through all this stuff? What is the deal? Right? Uh, well, I didn't always get answers right away, but they did come and some of them came like years later like right now Like I'm doing a podcast and a course to help other caregivers I would have never even thought of that when I was in the midst of caregiving or deciding to be a caregiver So you don't know who's gonna hear your story who's gonna be inspired But you just need to move forward with hope knowing that this is happening for a reason that you can have a plan that you can go through the whole process being inquisitive being kind to yourself and putting yourself at the forefront of your caregiving, which means you don't, you know, I've already talked about this before. You don't ignore your needs. You listen to your body and you listen to your thoughts and you love yourself from the heart, not the head, because your head is filled with all kinds of conditioning from your past. Uh, just remember your heart always has loved you. Okay. And I'm going to do a whole podcast on that one too, because I, I had that the other day come to me in meditation that the heart has always loved you from birth. But we forget because the mind interferes with that thought. And that is the key to self-love. We need to remember that. So also now at the end of caregiving, you get this really great blessed opportunity because when you're honored to be at the end of someone's life, you're the last people that they get to see before they leave this, this planet, before they leave this world. What an honor, right? We always say, oh, I was there in the delivery room when the baby was born. And like, there's this great thing about, I, I saw the baby first. I held the baby first. And you know, I took her to the hospital. And, you know, it's this whole excitement around the start and the beginning of things. But hello, you're, you're saying goodbye to this person as they're leaving the earth. And I had that opportunity that was, this is when I realized it. Because I had to quit working as a caregiver at a specific location because they were there's so much going on there that it wasn't possible for me to work there anymore and so i had to say goodbye and one of my clients was on hospice and she had chosen the right to die uh her doctor she had chosen it because she had copd and she was um really like i think she was like 83 and she was in so much pain she couldn't breathe anymore so basically she, she hung on. She hung on. I know she did for me, my visits because I'm not saying that like pat myself on the back, but what happened was um, she was my grumpiest client and she ended up becoming a friend and turned her whole life around. Like she was just so, so grateful and kind and funny. And then I had to tell her that I was quitting 
I didn't have a choice. Um, and the family, within two days, she chose then to leave. She had a choice when she would go, and she chose within a day or two of learning that I wasn't coming back. And I felt like, wow, that's, that's pretty powerful. Um, that I meant my visits meant that much to her. And then I also found out that um, within a week, one of my other clients passed away. And she what we called her mom. She was uh, one of my Bettys that I have <laughs> had like three Bettys. Uh, she she went to be with the Lord. And, you know, she I just felt like, well, that was, that's crazy. Two of my clients died after I stopped going. I mean, I'd been seeing them for like a few years, maybe a year for one. And then all of a sudden I heard that another one passed away within a day. And I said, there's something here. And, and I really just felt in my spirit that they really held on to just me coming, that somebody was seeing them. Somebody was listening to them and cared that they even existed because their families were living their lives and they'd stop by with the groceries and come and go once in a while. But they needed someone every day who would sit with them and talk with them and care about whether they got their favorite donut or you know, talk about lunch and what happened at lunchtime. This is key. If you guys get anything from this podcast, is to not ever underestimate the power of your connection with somebody who's going, going to be leaving this planet, who's leaving after a long journey through life of joys and struggles and losing their friends and family and old age, they leave. And you get to be the last person they see. I mean, really see, right? That they know you see them. That gives me goosebumps because... I didn't realize until all of those wonderful Bettys and ladies passed on, they were ready to go. They were just sticking around for a little more fun. And we had fun. We had lots of fun. We always did some so many fun things. And I guess I just want to emphasize that you guys are important, that what you're doing matters. Because when someone, if you flip it around and you're in that state, if you could just for a moment try to get into their state of mind, you might see why you matter so much. So get excited about starting out the right way so you can enjoy the journey and then try really hard. If you're at the end with someone and someone is about to maybe leave you and die soon or have died, just remember the last time you were with them and know that that mattered a lot. Okay, it's getting too long. I'm going to let you go. I uh, hope you guys uh, always include yourself in the care you give. And don't ever, ever, ever put yourself last because you won't survive well and you deserve it because you matter too. Okay. Bye for now.